So this morning I wanted to do um, to talk about um, praise. Um, have we got the little image that Nathan did for us? Can we put that up there? Where is it? It's coming up. Hopefully it'll pop up on the screen. Oh well, it won't. Rich will find it. Um, I want to talk about praise. Um, and uh, praise is our declaration of who God is, and worship is our connection to who His presence is. Now, like, I, I, th- this is a bit of a discovery, okay? So I'm not saying I've got it all completely right, but these are my thoughts, and I think uh, hopefully it will pro- provoke um, discussion and, and thought and study in you that you can go away and study and examine this more. But this is kind of my thoughts. Um, Praise takes sacrifice. Um, uh, to praise God uh, is easy when life is going well. But to praise God when life isn't going well is a sacrifice. Uh, and I think sometimes we can skip the praise and go straight into the worship because the worship is all quite, quite often can be a bit about how I feel, where I stand, all those kind of things. But praise is about not how I feel, but who I believe God to be. Uh, Praise is about saying, God is this even though my circumstances are this. Does that make sense? Uh, Worship is about hearing from God, but I want to break through in praise, so I worship from a place where I've declared who He is, not where I am. So I want to praise God and like... Take an example, Sunday mornings can be really crazy getting out of the house with with three kids and and the dog and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And sometimes it's a sacrifice of praise to come here and praise God. But I want to say, God, regardless of what's going on in my life, regardless of what's going on in my week, you're still sovereign and Lord. Even though my bank basin doesn't line up, even though my job doesn't line up, even though my family situation doesn't line up, you are still God. You are still worth praising. In Psalms 8, it says, You have set your glory in the heavens through the praises of children and infants. You have established the strongholds against your enemies to silence the foes and the avengers. Praise is a weapon. Praise, the devil doesn't want us to praise. He doesn't want us to declare who God is over our situation. He doesn't want us to praise. He'd rather us just wallow in self-pity and become depressed and all that. But praise is saying, God, devil, I don't care who you are and what you're doing. I am praising. Jesus was in the temple in Matthew 21. He says, but when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna, the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying, what they are asking him? Yes, Jesus replied. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants the Lord has have called forth praises? So, so Jesus is in the temple and he's preaching and ministering and the children get a revelation of who God is and they start praising him and they call him Hosanna. They start declaring that this is the Hosanna, this is the King of Kings, this is the Lord of the Lord. And the Pharisees are like, shut him up. He's, de- he's talking about the same piece of scripture that we read in Psalms uh, about the children are making a declaration of who God is, of who Jesus is, and the religious people of the time are getting provoked by it. You know, praise is, is, is telling the story of who God is in my world. Praise is about me going back and, and reminding myself of all the goodness of who he is. Uh, you know, it's funny that it's children praising God. I think there's some added imagery to this. You know, we live in a, in, in a, uh, a fatherless generation. 
in a generation of, of broken families, a generation of young people running up without fathers in the house. Uh, and through our praise, we get to tell the story of Jesus, of God in heaven, who's the father to everybody. That should be one of the signs, I think, that comes out of our church to, to Newport and South Wales, is that we praise a God who's father, a God, a father who's never let us down. Our praises need to, to unpack and tell the story of who he is. Tell him the world that he's Hosanna. He is the son of David. He is the king of kings. That's why we're doing a, a Christmas production. It's not just to get people in the church and, and to fill the place up. It's, it's a, our Christmas production, our Christmas service on that evening of the 15th is a decoration of praise. It's saying as a community, we want to tell you the story of who Jesus was. Yes, it's not about about. Easter egg, about um, chocolates and getting to the end of a calendar. It's not about, no, the, Christmas is about Jesus. It's about the Savior of mankind. It's about the Father in heaven who loved us so much that he sent his son to die for our sins so that we can live a life connected with God. We need to be praising God for that. Praise should reveal, reveal the truth of who God is in our lives. You know, I, I love, um, I used to love it um, just talking to my granddad about war stories. My granddad was a gunner in the in the Second World War. He was on the convoys to America. And uh, it was always quite fun when you, when you would get together with my, my granddad and his brothers because my granddad signed up to the war at 14 because he lied about his age and no one checked. Um, and the first plane my granddad ever shot down was a British plane. So they went running. Yeah. So I didn't come out until um, till, uh, the end, like a couple of weeks before he died. We knew he had cancer. So his family and the stories just came out. It was such a special time. And his brother was like, yeah, Harold, do you remember, you know, that plane you shot down and we had to run across the fields. And when we got there, the RAF were painting out the signs on the side of the plane. So no one realized that you'd shot down an English plane. And uh, lots of other stories came out. It was, yeah, some I can't repeat. But anyway. Um, but I, 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 I was fascinated and intrigued by the stories of my granddad's life and, and what he did. And I, I think our praise needs to be about that, about God. That, okay, we sing praises, but we've got to talk praises. We've got to sit down and share the stories of who God is in a way that people are intrigued and want to listen so, yes, I do come and praise God on a Sunday, and we sing praise songs, but I praise God in the week. I, I love when I catch it with my mate Rob in New Zealand. We don't see each other that often, but he'll often talk about the church and about my faith and about my life and what crazy thing has happened to you this time, Mike, and I'll share, because that's my praise. That's my praise saying, yeah, that we live by faith and we believe for God. And, and Do you remember that, 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 Volk, that, um, that, that van I was singing about buying Rob? God's provided a way. I've got the van. Do you know what I mean? I, that's my praise. Unpacking the stories of who God is to the people in my world. Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus in, in John 3. He says, I've spoken to you of earthly things and you did not believe. How will you believe it if I speak of heavenly things? You know, we, we, we can easily testify out of what we know about God and what we know about the physical things. But praise also has to be a declaration of faith. It has to be about the things that we believe God to be and the believe God can do and will do. You know, I, I praise God that, that one day we will own this building. I praise God that 
Soon the roof will be fixed. It's an ongoing, but we're getting there. I praise God for that. I, I, I was praising God. I was um, praising God about our office space upstairs and that God, I said, God, for a while I've been declaring you've given us office space upstairs. And I'm just praising you that that place is going to be filled, that we're going to be able to generate money through the office space upstairs that we can put back into the rest of the building here. Praising God for like a long time. On Friday, Mandy had a meeting with two people and we've, we've rented out another office for £800 a month. I was praising God about that financial miracle before it happens. You know, I was praising God. You know, my praise is a declaration of my faith. I, I, I praise God for my kids. I praise God that they're going to do well. I praise God that they're going to find great boyfriend and girlfriends. I praise God that they're going to get married. And you know, I'm praising God for the future. I'm putting out there my declaration of what I see in faith for my life. Uh, but so often we can make praise about what we we know, but not what we declare in faith. Uh, you know, thank you, God, that I'm here. Or do you know I mean like we 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 can limit our praise to our physical world, but God doesn't want us to limit our praise to our physical world. We want us to limit limit our praise to the heavenly world that we get to participate in. He wants us to praise way beyond what we see and what's going on in our world and declare out into the heavens and to those around us, our God is great. Our God is going to break through for us. Our God is going to do this in my marriage. Our God is going to do this in my family. Amen? Paul writes in Romans 4, 20 to 21, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his face and gave glory to God by full, fully persuading that God had power to do whatever he had promised. Paul made declarations. He, he was strengthened by saying about this is God. He's all-powerful. doesn't matter if you put me in prison. doesn't matter if God is God. The gospel will get spread. The church will build because I'm declaring that through phrase, faith in my praise. Jesus' presence is manifested upon those who praise him. As we praise him, he becomes bigger in our lives. You know, praise invites his will into our lives. You know, when I praise God, it gives him space to create something inside of me, to create something bigger. You know, Praise realigns my heart with God's heart. I was listening to a podcast this week, and um, you know, if we don't, as the church, preach the gospel and reach the nations, God is not coming back to do it for us. I was like, that kind of hit me. I was like, yeah, because God has left reaching the nations, making disciples of all nations to us as the church. He's left it to us. You know, he, he's going to come on board and help us do it. And I think the way that, you know, we can have a, a Christian mentality where we'll just get saved and we'll sit around and when we die, we go to heaven. That could be our mentality. But we were designed by God to praise and worship him. That's, the, that's why we were created. And, and the place where we start by reaching our world is by praising and worshiping. 
you know, not just living a mentality of we're getting to heaven, I'm going to go for the... No, making a declaration of praise in this place that radiates out of this building where people come in and they're challenged and transformed by what's going on here. I'd love this to be a place where people get saved by, our, by what we sing and like, by the presence of God through our praise and worship, not through us having to do an altar call. Wouldn't it be great if people get healed just by coming into an environment where there's people praising and worshiping God and God says, I'm there. Because God is already everywhere, but it's just when we open up our hearts and come together as a community and praise and worship him, his, his presence is manifested through us. Could we be there? You know, we have free will. You know, I, I love it that, um, you know, when Jesus, when, when Jesus uh, is preaching and, and, and they feed the 5,000, the disciples come to him and they say, uh, oh, Jesus, there's, there's 5,000 people and, and children and we don't know what to do. And, uh, and Jesus' response is, you feed them. You feed them. You can do this. I want to give you a story that you can praise me. I want to give you an experience where you can say, I'm the God that feeds 5,000. So he, he, he allows them to go through a situation and to see a miracle happen that increases their praise for him. I think sometimes, I, I, I don't fully have the uh, 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 understanding, but I do understand that God allows me to go through, through things. I'm not, maybe, whatever. Stuff happens in my life, that's probably the best way to put it, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. It's hard and it's difficult. And I have a choice to squeeze God down to the size of my situation or praise him so he's way bigger than my situation. That makes sense? God will allow, God, there are things that, allow, that happen in my life because we live in a world of free will where I have a choice to quiet my praise or to increase my praise. I've decided that my life gets to a better place when I praise him bigger than my situation. So what I'm going through, what I'm facing, I praise him. I praise him bigger. I praise him harder. I sing more. I don't mean I, I, I spend more time telling myself and my world and my heart how big God is. Because when the situation becomes smaller. Luke 137 says, For no word from God will ever fail. Well, that word no, if you look it up in the original text, means no. Uh, and the word, word the, the next word, the word, it means rhema. There's no living word of God will that will ever fail you. God says he will never leave and forsake you. God says you are my son and my daughter. God says I love you. God says I have a plan for you. God says this is the church is my vessel to reach humanity. God says you are a celebrate people. God says give me, your, give me your, what's on your heart. Carry, carry what I want you to carry. God says I believe in you. God says you are the best thing. God says I have a destiny and a future for you. God says all these things about you. All of those things are the rhema word of God. That are true. True. Even though your world and your circumstances might look like those things aren't true, they are true. So there's a list of things that we can praise God about regardless of where we're at. You know, praise, like reading your Bible. You can read, read your, what the, the Bible is the inspired word of God. Read it. Read it and read it like a like praise. 
read it and declare it over yourself as a declaration of praise about what's going on. Because if it's the written word of God, when I praise it from my mouth, it becomes alive and it becomes life-changing. When I, when I read out scripture over my life, when I, I go through Psalms and I, and I read Psalms over my life, I read Proverbs to get wisdom into my life. I'm taking the word of God and and speaking it out there and through my, my declaration of praise, God comes upon it and it becomes real and living in my life. You know, God won't speak anything over your life without you having the ability to fulfill it. I, I find that quite frustrating because sometimes I wish God would never speak anything over my life so I could be a, live a very simple life, move to Alaska, live in a cabin, and uh, have a couple of reindeers and a dog, you know? But that's not what God is saying over my life. God has asked me to lead a church, asked me to do these things. And my praise is telling my flesh that it needs to start lining up with my spirit. Praise is telling myself that I need to start lining up to what God said about my life not about what I say about my life. That makes sense? So my declaration of praise is, God, I can do this. God, I trust you. But sometimes my flesh doesn't line up with what I'm saying. But that's what praise is. Praise is faith. Praise is a declaration. It's saying, okay, God, you said it. I'm going to praise you. God's been challenging me about writing a book. I, I, I hate writing. But I'm praising God that I will write this stupid book. Maybe a bit more reverent than that. But I'm praising God over something that's been spoken over my life by men and women of God. And I'm like, God, I praise you that you will help me sit down for more than 25 minutes and write. My praise is that I am going to do this with the strength of God. My praise is that I'm going to write something that people are going to read and be inspired. I'm praising God that it might take me less than five years, but I'm stick with five years. That's what my faith is. Do you know what? I'm praising about stuff in my world that hasn't yet happened, but has been spoken over me. You know, we need to, we need to declare in our praise of the decrees over our community and over our families and release the power of God. I think sometimes when we come to church, we, we want to skip straight to the worship songs. Because the worship song is reflective. I sing from my heart. And I'm not knocking worship. Worship's really, really important. But we're like, hey, we know what they're going to do. They're going to do two fast songs. We know it. So I'll just get my head down for the two fast songs. And then I can breathe a sigh of relief when they start playing that stupid bass line and all that kind of stuff. And Okay, I can just worship now. But to come and praise and bring a sacrifice and say, okay, I might not even quite really enjoy the style of music. But what I do enjoy is seeing young children jump up and down in the front of church praising God. That's, I, I'm going to join in with that. Uh, you know, yes, I'm going to have to say some things that are different. Some, do you know what I mean? We, we, we clear the atmosphere with our praise. We say, devil, you're not allowed in this church. You're not allowed in this place. Because regardless of what's going on in our lives, the kid, God's still on the throne. God's still in charge. God's still got my future. God's still believing in us. God's still got plans for Faith Church. Faith Church will still be used by God to change the nation of Wales. We're going to praise you. 
regardless of there's only three of us in the prayer meeting or three of us in the room, we're going to praise you. Because we want to break through into that place where we say, devil, clear out. Get out of this space. And then we'll worship you. But we all want to run to the intimate spot of worship, but we don't want to go through the sacrifice of praise to get there. Praise isn't about always feeling good about yourself. Praise is about getting over yourself so that I can truly stand in his place, in a place of worship. Praise isn't about performance. Uh, I've been on a journey for 10 years of being a pastor and and uh, um, struggled with this whole thing about, um, I can't remember what it's called now, excellence. There we are. That's how much is imprinted on my brain. So, this is my theory, right? This is my my observation. We went through a season when I was a kid in chapel, down Emmaus Chapel. Mum and Dad used to send me. We used to sing old hymns. Mum used to wear a hat because that's what he had to wear back in those days, and we would sing hymns. And then this kind of revival thing came through town, and we realized that we had to get rid of some religious stuff. And... Uh, we started doing things like we bought a drum kit in the church, which was like divided the church within minutes because the drums are from the devil. We all know that. It's quite clear. Then they bought an acoustic guitar. So it was like double demon anointing straight on stage right there. <laughs> and then women started turning up and not covering their heads. Whoa, we're talking, you know, it's like. Uh, and then we started to really praise God and we started to sing stuff that wasn't in the book under the seats was on the acetate sheet on the screen. They put me in charge of acetates once. Never, ever again. It lasted one, it lasted about 10 minutes. And then they were like, you, can, you generally can read, Mike, can you? I said, no. <laughs> so I have no idea. I'm just sliding this thing around. If you don't know what acetates are, kids, Google it and have a history lesson. Uh, but you know, we, we, we had this thing, we went through this stage of, of and, and we praised God and we would have these, I remember, uh, Tim might remember, I don't know, he might have tried to block out his memory, we used to do congas in church. In, uh, we used to go out one fire, if it was a good conga, we'd go out one fire exit and in, in another, that was like, the anointing was all over that, especially if you, you know, to, to conga out a fire exit and back in again, that was just like spreading the gospel there. And we praise, and we broke through in praise, and and we broke through in worship. But then we started to get lazy. Then we started to say, "Well, it doesn't really matter because God will just turn up." And I get that, I get that. But that's sometimes an excuse for us to be lazy and not come with a heart full of praise, not come as a practice worship team, not come ready to praise God. That was laziness struck in, and then church started to decline because it's just started to be just disorganized. And if you're a non-Christian, you want to come into a place and see that they're organized. We don't want anything we do to be an extract to, to distract people away from God. That's why we practice and watch. But that, but then over, I've noticed over the last ten years that things like excellence have struck into church, and 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 praise became about a performance, and that you could only be praising God if you met a standard. And 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 I and I struggled with it because I've been on this journey for the last forty years of my life, so I've seen the change, and I knew we had to have a change. But I, 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 it's like, whoa, we're getting to a point where 
we are excluding people and disqualifying their praise because we made it about performance. I don't want to go back there, but I think we need to shift. Because I know if I get in the presence of God, it's excellence. It's in the presence of God. Yes, we're not going to get clunky, but I would rather have people lead me in praise on the stage of a heart after God than a heart after performance. That might mean, in this season, I'm talking to us as family, we need to praise God more than they praise God. Because they might be working out whether it's a G minor sharp fifth thing, thing, whatever. And whether the drummer can stay in time with the bass player. And whether the bass players, actually, by the way, Ben is a, and Josh are doing a phenomenal job on keys. I'm not criticizing my worship team here, but do you know what I mean? And, and, and because we've become a performance-based Christian culture, we sit there and say, we'll praise you when you get it right. I'll praise God regardless if they play the spoons. If Bill puts his maracas back in his socks again and sits on his cardboard box like he's fallen down his legs, it's distracting, but I will praise God. I will praise God. I will praise God because I'm going to praise God and be thankful that God has put these people on stage. That at least we have, I'm going to praise God. And if they struggle, I'm going to praise God more than they praise God so that they can do, switch off and not worry about what they're doing on stage and just be followed by a church that's praising God. We've got to praise God. I, I think this is such a unique opportunity for us as a church. I could tell you everything negative, but I'm telling you this is a unique opportunity. To say that we are going to be a church that praises God and is blessed to have a worship team that can apply music to that. We are a church that's going to praise God if there's no band that turns up. We're going to be a church that praise God in the Tesco's aisle. We're going to be a church that praise God at 7 o'clock in the morning on the way to work. We're going to be a church that praise God on our lunch breaks. We're going to be a church that praise God when the boss has just fired us because we're praising God too much. We're going to be a church that praise God in every situation we face because we're not going to be defined by what's happening in our physical world. And as we praise God, excellence will fall because in His glory is perfect. And then we'll worship Him. I hope that makes sense. Psalm 22.3 says, You are holy enthroned on the praises of Israel. God is holy and He's enthroned by when we praise Him and lift Him up. When we lift Him up. Some of the most powerful times I've had in, in praise and worship as a young person have been in, in rooms where there's a 14-year-old person on a guitar banging out some tune in all the wrong keys. All the wrong keys. And as young people, we've said we don't care, but we just care about where our hearts are at. Those young people have gone on to be incredible musicians and, and led our nation in, in amazing praise and worship. But well, I tell you, when they started, they were raw. But we praised with them. Chris, do you want to come up?
By faith, we praise who he is. We praise his greatness. Our, our worship team in New Zealand was uh, made up of dysfunctional young people. That's the polite way of putting it. They used to turn up in flip-flops and uh, stubby shorts and uh, like vest tops and probably not washed for about three weeks. And a group of Maori young boys. And uh, I remember once I said to them, boys, you... <laughs> Disney, Disney. I remember once I said to them, I said, um, boys, boys, you're, you're a little bit of a distraction on stage. Um, love what you're doing, but could you go and smarten up? So they all went to the charity shop and bought suits. And they wore those suits for a year, literally a year. And they were like the, the Maori Beatles. Solacea was deaf and didn't speak English. So all he would say is, I don't know, Pastor. And I'd be like, so let's see a play. I don't know, Pastor. That's all he could say. So I would give him a cassette player, because that was modern technology for someone who's come from the Cook Islands. And he would put these headphones on at full blast. And he said, I don't know, Pastor. And then he'd come back next week and he'd play it perfectly according to the cassette. The, the bass player ended up being one of our local drug dealers, and I had to talk to him about that, but he did tithe, so that was cool. You know, Jacob stole my car. Who else was on stage? They were the biggest bunch of dysfunctional young people. But that's all we had. And we loved them by grace. And through our praise... We drew something out of them. They ended up being a phenomenal young band because we learned to praise more than they praised and we created an environment and we drew something out of them. All of them have gone on to be great young men of God, giving up drug dealing and stealing cars and got married and those kind of things because as a church, we didn't wait for them. We just praised. I have no idea what you're playing there, Chris. That's good. Ah, there we are. I thought I recognized it. Keep going, Chris. You're doing well. Faith doesn't deny, doesn't deny the situation. Faith denies the situation as influence. And my praise declares my faith. You know, we live in a, in a nation called Wales. If you went back a hundred years, it was known for its hymns, for its music, for its praise. And we've been robbed that, I think. We've been robbed that as a nation. And I think part of having people like Chris on our stage, whose grandparents were part of that move, is saying to the devil, we're gonna put them we're gonna put their grandchildren on our stage and we're gonna praise you. Because what you chose to rob us, we're gonna restore. We're going to claim back what you've tried to rob us. And as a nation, we will praise you again. And we will freely worship you. Let's stand to our feet. Well-being is a big thing in our nation right now. It's great that we're recognizing mental well-being. But I think 
The answer to well-being is praise. Yeah, Lord, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence here with us. And Lord, I pray as we uh, go out into this week, into this world, that we would go with a heart to praise you. Lord, I pray as we praise you like we've never praised you before, we'd worship you in an even deeper way. Lord, I pray for every situation that's going on in this room, for every uh, problem that we face. I pray that people will come back with testimonies at the end of this week that the breakthrough came when they praised you. The breakthrough came when they lifted your name above that situation, when they lifted your name above that financial problem, when they lifted your name amongst that marriage issue, where that, whatever that issue, when they lifted your name up, you broke through. So, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to make us a nation, a church that, that honors you and praises you, and that we would build a culture of praise in this place that would flood out into the streets. And we thank you that when we lift you up, you, are, you will gather all men unto yourself. So, Lord, we just declare and set ourselves aside again as faith churches to be a community that praises your Son, glorifies the sacrifice that he made for us and the freedom that he won. And we just praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.